Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. This is Dion. Is there anyone on the call? Hi, this is uh, MG. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Oh, pretty good. How are you this morning? I am great. I am great. It's the last day of November. Yes, it is. I it just is. realized that this morning. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. I, I, I'm surprised when you, when you said that. Gosh, it is. <laughs> this was my month. My month, yeah. Nice. Um, my, my birth month, yeah. So oh, it's, happy it's belated the birthday. last day. Yeah, thank you. Thank you very much. Good morning. Is there anyone else on the call who'd like to say good morning? Good morning. It's Pretty Patrice. Hi, Pretty Patrice. Good morning. Good morning. I'd like to say happy birthday to my son, Dominique. He's 34 years old today. All right. Well, happy birthday, happy Dominique. Happy birthday. Blessed <laughs> day for him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Happy birthday. Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. This is Dion. Is there anyone else who just logged in who'd like to say good morning? Good morning. It's Susie. Hey, Susie. Good morning. Good morning to you, too. God bless you. Thank you. God bless you. Thank you. Good morning. Happy Thursday. It's a beautiful morning. It is. It is. I was just saying earlier, it is our last day of November. And uh, we got December already. Happy Thursday. This year is really gone by. Zooming. Totally zooming. Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. Is there anyone else who just logged in who'd like to say good morning? Good morning, Dion. Good morning, Declare Victory. This is Glorious Gloria. God bless you. Have a wonderful, thriving Thursday. Yay, thank you. Same to you. I love it. Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. Is there anyone else who'd like to say good morning? Good morning. I'm your host this morning, Dion. And is there anyone else who'd like to say good morning? is got a couple more minutes so if anyone else just logged in you still have time to say good morning hello hello good morning good morning it's foxy 
So, Father, we thank you and we praise you for another morning. We thank you, Father, in your word. You say that you visit us every morning. Hallelujah. So, God, we know that that was not our alarm clock. It wasn't someone that woke us up. But every morning, you visit us and we say thank you, God. We say thank you. Thank you, Father. Thank you for how wonderful you are, God. Thank you for how marvelous you are, God. Thank you for how good you are, God. Thank you for being the one and only wise God, the one and only Savior, the one and only King. Hallelujah. So, Father, we lift up our voice this morning and we say thank you. Thank you that we have breath to breathe. Thank you, God, in the mighty name of Jesus, we honor you. We honor you. We honor you. We come before you with our whole hearts, O oh God. And we ask you on this morning to give ear to our prayer, O oh God. Hallelujah. Father, we ask you on this morning, hallelujah, to attend to our cry to you this morning, to our thanksgiving to you this morning, to our desires, God. Oh, God, those very desires we have not even verbalized, God. And we say thank you in advance, God. We submit ourselves before you, hallelujah. We bow down before you, hallelujah. And we continuously worship you, God, hallelujah. Oh, God, and we lift you up in our hearts on this morning, God, we say hallelujah. Oh God, hallelujah. So again on this morning, God, we say thank you, God. We say thank you, God. Thank you for this month, God. Thank you, God, for this time, Father, that you with us, this time that you have taught us, God, this time that you have imparted your leadership into us, oh God, this time that you have opened up our eyes that we are able to see, hallelujah, Father, this time that you have opened our hearts to receive, hallelujah, this time that you've allowed us to see from a different lens, God, that you've cleared away the opportunity lens, God, hallelujah, in this time, God, that you have washed our hands and washed our hearts, God, you have washed us and cleansed us, oh God, and we say thank you, God, we say thank you, oh God, we say thank you, God, hallelujah, we say thank you, God, in the mighty name of Jesus, we say thank you, God, oh wonderful Savior, thank you, thank you for keeping our families, thank you, hallelujah, for keeping us, thank you, Oh, God, for attending to every single thing that concerns us, God, we say thank you and we give you praise. Hallelujah. Oh, most high and wonderful God, we say thank you, God. Even as we go into the month of December, God, we will spend time with you, God. We will prepare for this new year, God. Hallelujah. Oh, God, we will seek your faith, God. We will seek your instructions, God. We will seek your way and your will. God, in the mighty name of Jesus, oh God, prepare our hearts, God. Prepare our hearts, God. Oh God, let us sit as intercessors, God, and prepare, God, as we pray, God, as we cry out, God, for those we know and we don't know, for this nation and for all nations, God. Oh God, as we sit 
Father, on our watch and wait to hear what you would have to say, God, as we stay attentive, hallelujah, letting our ear be attentive, Father, hallelujah, to the realms of the Spirit so that we can know how to pray and how to advance forward, God. So we say thank you, God. We say thank you for trusting us, God. Thank you for trusting us, God, with your spirit. Thank you for trusting us with intercession. Thank you for trusting us, hallelujah, with being leaders, God, in the mighty name of Jesus. So, Father, on this morning, God, before we go into the declaration, God, we want to come together and lift up your voice, lift up our voice to you, God, in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we want to lift up our voice and give you thanks and give you praise and give you honor. Hallelujah. So as we come off of mute, so Thank we can you, come sister. together. Hallelujah. God, we love you, God. And give you praise you, and praise your name, God, because there's none other to praise, God. As we lift up our voice to you, Father, knowing that you are the only wise God, the only one, Father, that should be our praise, God. Oh, God, we lift you up, God, because you've given us eyes to see and ears to hear, oh, God, in the mighty name of Jesus. There is none other God. There is none other like you, O God. So we just worship you on this morning. Great and mighty Savior, holy and God. Wonderful, wonderful God. Great God. You are good. Hallelujah. You are mighty. Hallelujah. Heaven, a notice giving you notice that your children 
have given you praise, that your children have cried out to you, hallelujah. Oh God, and we say we glorify your name on this morning, God, hallelujah. So Father, we thank you. Father, we praise you. Father, we honor you in the mighty name of Jesus. So, Father, we lift up Tanya on this morning, O oh God. Father, have your way, hallelujah. Speak through your daughter, O oh God. Speak through your daughter, O oh God. Take control of her tongue, God. Speak through her, God. The power that lies in her belly, O oh God. Let the word come out, God. And we know it's coming out with power, God. That it would come into our hearing, God. Go down to the soil of our heart, God. Hallelujah. And change the trajectory of our lives, God. We thank you, Father, for what you prepared for us on this morning, God. Hallelujah. So we glorify your name for it, God. Strengthen her, O oh God. Speak through her, God. In the mighty name of Jesus. So we give you thanks, we give you honor, and we give you glory. Hallelujah. In Jesus' precious and holy name, we pray. Amen and amen. And I pass the call to Tanya. Good morning. Good morning, Angie. Thank you so much. I felt that down in my belly. Thank you. I just want to make sure you can hear me clearly, Angie, or Rochelle, one of y'all let me know. Great, great. Perfect, perfect. Well, good morning, for Dion. Thank you so much for greeting and hosting this morning. I love your sound. Um, and again, thank you, Angie, for um, that prayer. Good morning, everybody. I, I think I am back to my normal self, even though we know I'm not really normal. Don't tell anybody I said that, um, but uh, <laughs> I'm a little special. It's okay, though. Um, God we are all special. We all are a little peculiar according to the scripture. So I have some stuff that I want to share with you guys this morning. Um, and I'm, I'm hoping now I'm going to give a lot of, I'm going to give theory this morning. I'm literally going to teach this morning. So I'm going to give theory. You might want to grab a pen and paper. Or if not, just listen. You can go back and, and hear the recording because I want you to, I want you to get what God has given me bless me have you ever been um this this happens to me uh yesterday morning i was or this week i had been thinking about what is the last day and guys can you this is november 30th 2023 it is 6 18 a.m this is the last day of the month we're at the end of the where did the time go we are literally at the end of the year. So much has happened to me this year. I'm thankful. I'm going to get to the topic, but y'all ain't heard from me and from me in weeks. Last week didn't really count. It was didn't wasn't that much, but because it was Thanksgiving Day and I was trying to get y'all off the phone so you could go do your turkeys and your hams and your greens and your fat back and whatever it is that y'all made, your black eyed peas and rice. Somebody probably made gumbo. Somebody made roast. Somebody might have even made pumpkin pie. I don't really care for pumpkin pie. I prefer sweet potato pie if I'm going to eat one. I don't like to make them, but I sure made some German chocolate cake. Baby, let me tell you, that cake was so, it was anointed. Do you hear me? Anyway, anyway, um, let me digress. So um, yesterday I was in prayer, you know, like, Lord, uh, uh, no, no, I went, I, I was in prayer and um, I heard the Holy Spirit say, turn to Isaiah 37, and that's going to be my foundational um, text for today. 
Um, as a disclaimer, I'm going to read the entire chapter and I'm going to read it. Um, uh, I think I'm going to read it out of the message version so it can sound more like a story to you. But so I'm reading it for myself. And when the Holy Spirit gives me things to read or when he gives me something to study, of course, I'm looking to find, is this for me? Is this some, how does this, or what are you saying to me in this? And I definitely found myself in the text, but <laughs> As I begin to do like I do, regurgitate the word, I was like, oh, my God, this is my lesson for tomorrow. And I'm, the, the Holy Spirit is just so kind. Uh, I love him so much because yesterday was a full day for me. I mean, like in the city on top of that. I didn't get back here until almost 8 o'clock. And um, when I got back here, I was kind of spent emotionally. Uh, some good things, but just a just emotionally draining day yesterday. So anyway, um, I'm ready. I am prepared, and let's dig in. Um, I want to lay the foundation for my heart share again with the theory that I'm going to be sharing with you. And I used a Greek lexicon um, to actually dig a little bit deeper. So if you're not familiar, this is a teachable moment. Uh, a Bible lexicon provides definitions and meanings of, of biblical words that are found in the original New Testament um, Greek and Old Testament Hebrew languages of the Holy Bible. So when you are studying, um, some of you may or may not know this, so the New Testament was written in Greek, the Old Testament was written in Hebrew, in the Hebrew language. And so those, those letters, because they were written as letters, had to be translated into English. The thing about translation is that um, there are some words that do not exist in one language that exist in another and vice versa. And so you have to get as close as you possibly can to the meaning of the word without using, without losing, excuse me, the true, the true um, theme uh, of, of the word, the true message of the word. And um, that could be a bit challenging. So sometimes we can lose, and there are, there are some instances in, when we, in which we have lost the true translation because we, don't, we, don't, we didn't have the advantage of the actual authentic language. And so that's why it's important to have buddies, but buddies, Bible study tools so that you can get a deeper understanding. So there's reading the Bible, which is what we often do, and there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with that. But when you're studying the Word of God, you have to use more than just the Bible. Sometimes you also need to use a dictionary uh, to define words that are in the English language. So with that said, uh, I'm going to define a couple of terms that I'm going to tie into uh, the main text um, from Isaiah, the 37th chapter. So the first word that I'm going to define, and this is, uh, and also with a lexicon, they assign numbers. So for example, the first word that I'm going to use is strategos, and I'm trying to pronounce it phonetically so that you don't, so that you get the understanding. And it's, um, I use a, um, Strong's uh, Bible lexicon. And so the number that is associated with strate strategos, strate 
Strategos, I'm sorry, Strategos is uh, Strong's number 4755. If you don't get this, it's fine. For those Bi- the Bible scholars that are out there, you know, you know what I'm talking about and you can get it. Um, so in the New Testament, a Strategos is defined as a civic commander or a governor. Uh, it's the highest magistrate in the municipia or the colonies. Um, they had the power of administering justice in the less important cases. So they're not judges. They're just below a judge. And do you know, we still have magistrates in our courts today. A magistrate, excuse me, a strategos is also defined as a captain of the temple. Um, uh, that is the commander of the Levites who kept guard in and around the temple. And then there is also, it is a commander of an army. The next word that I'm going to use, the next Greek word that I'm going to use is uh, stratia. And that is Strong's number 4756, if you are taking notes. Um, It is an army or a band of soldiers. In the New Testament, it is also defined as the hosts of heaven, uh, the troops of angels, the heavenly bodies, or stars of heaven based on their number and their order, okay? Uh, A Bible reference to this is, and suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and, and saying, you know, whatever it is that they were saying. I don't have the rest of the scripture, but it's Luke 2 and 13, okay? Very familiar text. This is talking about Jesus and the birth of Jesus and that birth being announced. Uh, the next word, and I think this is the last one. Uh, I'm sorry, hold on, I lost my page. Place. The next word is stratuma, 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 and that is uh, Strong's number 4753. It is an army, a band of soldiers, bodyguard, or guardsmen. It's also kind of like our secret service as well. Um, And so uh, as we look at these Greek words, we're going to put it all together. Don't worry, I'm going to put it all together. Um, We're talking about leadership. We we have had some amazing um, shares this month about leadership. Uh, Yesterday, we had testimony service in which uh, uh, Rochelle led us so beautifully uh, in the word, uh, in allowing some of us to talk about um, things that we've learned uh, this month from the theme, and then uh, uh, Phil came along and tied it up yesterday, and it was just a really, um, really good lesson. But I know many of you didn't get a chance to speak yesterday, and you learned some things as well. Uh, And so I'm hoping today to be able to tie all that up in a nice, neat package, and we uh, end this call today on a high note, understanding our role and our position as leaders, and again, it does not, uh, being a leader does not mean that you have to have a specific title. Uh, if you are affiliated with a larger organization and they have, you know, certain titles or whatever, uh, in some organizations, they don't allow people to do certain things unless they have a title, unless they've gone through certain training and certain classes, and that's not a bad thing. There are definitely times when You know, we need uh, people to get credentials in order for them to do the job. But there are also, there's also times when you can execute as a leader without having a title. 
Uh, hopefully that didn't confuse you. We've talked about that throughout this month, and um, I'm hoping that you understand where it is I'm coming from. If you don't, at Love, Life, and Victory, perhaps we could talk about it. All right, so um, leaders assess what they are responsible for and are confident enough to delegate responsibilities to others. Uh, and you don't have to turn to this. I'm just going to refer to this just to back up what I'm saying. Uh, according to Acts 23.10, it says, as the conflict grew more violent, the commander, the leader, was afraid they would tear Paul apart. So he ordered his soldiers to go and rescue him, him being Paul, by force and to take him back to the fortress. And so just to give you a little bit of context, the commander, the leader, um, uh, was afraid that the crowd who were so ticked off at Paul for telling the truth, and these are religious people <laughs> mad at Paul for telling them the truth, that the, that the commander thought that they might literally uh, tear Paul physically apart. And so he sent his, um, he sent the soldiers to go and res basically rescue Paul, uh, Paul, put him in the protective custody and keep him there until they could figure out what was going on. Leaders must be strategic and discern what authority to use and when. Just because you're a leader does not mean you, you can ex, um, exert aggressive uh, authority over people. It does not mean that you have to be controlling all the time. It does not mean that you um, are going to be lax and, non, um, uh, uh, and, and not authoritative. Like you've got to be, you have to be strategic of how, how you move around. And so um, when we look at Acts, Five and 26, it says, then went the captain with the officers and brought them without violence, for they feared the people, lest they should have been stoned. Now, this is talking about, this text is talking about the captain who knew that the situation he was involved in was very volatile. And, um, and so they were being very careful because the crowd outnumbered the leaders in this particular case. Even though the leaders had the authority, I'm sure they were strapped. They had some kind of weapon. They didn't have any Glocks or 9 millimeters or whatever they use today. No automatic weapons. They had swords. They had weapons. Uh, and they had authority. But when you are outnumbered, I don't care how much authority you have, you got to be careful about how you move around. And so this is an example of how the leaders, how the captain of the guard, how the captain who's over the officers, how they moved around. Leaders also blow it. And now we've seen, I talked about this a little bit last week. We, we, we know that. We've seen enough of that. And with social media and Larry, people like Larry Reed Lye who, who, will, who will expose people and get people together and with social media, we know that leaders blow it. We know that leaders are human beings. They are not gods with a little g. Um, they they may blow it purposely. They may blow it in uh, unintentionally. Uh, I personally don't believe that any leader sets off with the mind that they're going to blow it. I believe that sometimes they drink their own Kool-Aid. I believe that sometimes they are victims of circumstances. I believe that sometimes they may let their guard down. Whatever the case may be, though, leaders blow it. Let me give you an example. Um, I'm coming from Acts 16, uh, and I'm going to be reading verses 35 through 39 from the New Living Translation. It says, the next morning, the city officials sent the police to tell the jailer, let those men go. So the jailer told Paul, the city officials 
have said you and Silas are free to leave. Go in peace. But Paul replied, they have publicly beaten us. I'm going to add a little bit to it, okay, just to, just for, I'm gonna, they have humiliated us without a trial and put us in prison. And we are Roman citizens. So now they want us to leave secretly? <laughs> for real? Yeah, nope. <laughs> you let them come themselves to release us. When the police reported this, the city officials were alarmed to learn that Paul and Silas were Roman citizens. So they came to the jail and apologized to them. Then they brought them out and begged them to leave the city. That's Acts 16, 35-39. Let me just give you Tanya and Tanya's version of this whole thing, right? So you have the city officials who acted rashly. They didn't do any research. They didn't get any facts, right? And so the precursor to this is that Paul and Silas were arrested. They were publicly flogged. Then they were thrown in jail. And this is the story where Paul and Silas, my God today, Paul and Silas were in jail. And they began to sing hymns and spiritual songs in jail. And that worship impacted and penetrated heaven to the degree that there was an earthquake. And it shook everybody up. Right? And so Paul and Silas, um, they, they remained even though they, they, the shakeup caused their fetters and their chains uh, to be released. And it shook the doors open. And um, the chief jailer was so afraid because he was responsible for them. He was so afraid he was about to commit suicide because he knew that he could have been killed for that. And Paul said, no, 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 no. Don't worry about that. We good, bro. We all here. It's all right. And he had an opportunity, um, battered and bruised, beaten, um, weapon. Um, I'm sure he uh, he had wounds and incision, incisions and all of that other kind of stuff. Anything you could think of related to a public beating. I'm talking about grown men beating other men, um, and, and they were also jailed. They were in pain, but they still gave praise to God, uh, and they ministered to the chief jailer. At any rate, any rate, um, the, the, back to my uh, paraphrasing, the city officials blew it when they thought they never did any investigation. Now, it was against the law to uh, assault a Roman citizen. You could go to jail for that, maybe even die. And so now you got two Roman citizens, Paul and Silas. And so the city officials knew they had blown it. And so what we're trying to do now is we're going to give them a payoff. We're going to do everything secretly. You ain't doing nothing secretly. You're going to let these people know that we are Roman citizens and you're going to apologize. And that's exactly what they did. And sometimes leaders that are on the call, sometimes it is necessary. Ah. All the time, it's necessary. When we blow it, it's necessary for us to own it, and it's necessary for us to apologize, ask for forgiveness, and keep it pushing. We don't uh, wallow in it. We don't, um, we don't allow people to keep bringing it up over and over and over, but we have to take ownership. When we make a mistake, we have to take ownership for that. Does it mean you weak? No, it does not. For me, it shows that you are, um, that you have character, that you have, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, that you have character, that you have integrity to, to be able to admit your failure uh, and grow from that. I think that does more for your people, the people that are following you, to help them understand your humaneness than somebody, because they know when you mess, listen, people know when you've blown it. They know. It's not like they don't know. 
it's not like you're helping your cause any at all, right? The key is not to make mistakes. However, by doing your due diligence, this was a self-inflicted mistake that these city officials uh, brought upon themselves because they could have simply uh, asked the question, you know, where are you from? Or, you know, what's your origin? They could have easily done that, but they didn't. They got caught up in the emotion of what was going on and trying to people please. And so as a result, they, they, they could have gotten themselves in serious, serious trouble. I want to add this other one more thing. This is a Tanya, not Tanya nugget. Sometimes our leaders mean well. Um, and uh, when I say, you know, in their leadership, they may not be as familiar. Excuse me one second. with a topic, or they may absolutely just make an error. You are The Bible says, follow me as I follow Christ. And so if you have expertise in a certain area and you have a leader telling you to do something and you know it is against the law, A, or it is unethical, B, or it is um, not the very Christian thing to do, C, it's your responsibility to stand in your truth. Now, you don't have to be disrespectful. Um, you don't have to tell everybody else about it. You absolutely should pray about it, right? But you, if they're asking you to do something that is not right, you have a right not to do that. Because at the end of the day, you personally are going to be held accountable for that. I'm just throwing that out there. Leaders are people who have doubts and fears just as followers. The difference is we're going to read about it. Um, if you want to follow along with me, I'm at Isaiah 37. It says, when King Hezekiah, and I'm reading from the message, heard the report, he also tore his clothes and dressed in rough burlap gunny sacks and went into the sanctuary of God. He sent Eliakim, the palace administrator, Shebna, the secretary, and the senior priest, all of them also dressed in burlap, to the prophet Isaiah, son of Amos. They said to him, Hezekiah says, this is a black day. We're in crisis. We're like pregnant women without even the strength to have a baby. Do you think your God heard what the Rebshika said, sent by his master, the king of Assyria, to mock the living God? And, and, and do you think your God will do anything about it? Pray for us, Isaiah. Pray for those of us left here holding the fort. Then King Isaiah's servants came to Isaiah. Isaiah said, tell your master this, God's message, don't be upset by what you've heard. All those words the servants of the Assyrian king have used to mock me. I personally will take care of him. I'll arrange it so that he'll get a rumor of bad news back home and rush home to take care of it. And he'll die there, killed a violent death. The Rabshika left and found the king of Assyria fighting against Libna. He had gotten word that uh, the king had left Lachish. Just then, the Assyrian king received an intelligence report on King Tirhaka, Tir, excuse me, Tirhaka of Ethiopia. He is on his way to make war on you. On hearing that, he sent messengers to Hezekiah with instructions to deliver this message. Don't let your God, on whom you so naively lean, deceive you. 
promising that Jerusalem won't fall to the king of Assyria. Use your head. Look around at what the king of, kings of Assyria have done all over the world. One country after another devastated. And do you think you're going to get off? Have any of the gods of any of those countries ever stepped in and saved them? Even one of these nations my predecessor destroyed, Gozan, Haran, Respa, and the people of Eden who lived in Telassar. Look around. Do you see anything left of the king of Hamath, the king of Arpad, the king of the city of it start with an S, I can't pronounce it, I'm sorry. The king of Hena, the king of Eva, Hezekiah took the letter from the hands of the messengers and read it. Then he went into the sanctuary of God and spread the letter out before God. Then Hezekiah prayed to God, God of the angel armies, enthroned over the cherubim angels. You are God, the only God there is, God of all kingdoms on earth. You made heaven and earth. Listen, O oh God, and hear. Look, O oh God, and see. Mark all these words of Sennacherib that he sent to mock the living God. It's quite true, O oh God. The kings of Assyria have devastated all the nations and their land. They've thrown their gods into the trash and burned them. No great achievement. Since they were no gods anyway, gods made in workshops, carved from wood and chiseled from rock, an end to the no gods. But now step in, O oh God, our God. Save us from him. Let all the kingdoms of earth know that you and you alone are God. Then Isaiah, son of Amos, sent this word to Hezekiah, God's message, the God of Israel, because you brought King Sennacherib to Assyria to me in prayer, here is my answer, God's answer. She has no use of you, Sennacherib, nothing but contempt, this virgin daughter of Zion. She spits at you and turns on her heels, this daughter, Jerusalem. Who do you think you've been mocking and reveling all these years? Who do you think you've been jeering and treating with such utter contempt all these years? The holy of Israel, you've used your servants to mock the master. You've bragged with my fleet of chariots. I've gone to the highest mountain ranges, penetrated far reaches of Lebanon, chopped down its giant cedars, its finest cypresses. I've conquered its highest peak, explored its deepest forest. I've dug wells and drank my field. I emptied the famous rivers of Egypt with one kick of my foot. Haven't you gotten the news that I've been behind this all along? This is a long-standing plan of mine, and I'm just now making it happen, using you to devastate strong cities, turning them into piles of rubble and leaving their citizens helpless, bewildered, and confused, drooping like unwatered plants, stunted like withered seedlings. I know all about your potential uh, your potential poses, your self-important comings and goings, and yes, the tantrums you throw against me. Because all of your wild raging against me, your unbridled arrogance that I keep hearing of, I'll put my hook in your nose and my bit in your mouth. I'll show you who's boss. 
I'll turn around and take you back to where you came from. And this, Hezekiah, will be your confirming sign. This year, crops will be slim pickings. And next year, it won't be much better. But in three years, farming will be back to normal with regular sowing and reaping, planting and harvesting. What's left of the people of Judah will put down roots and make a new start. The people left in Jerusalem will get moving again. Mount Zion survivors will take hold. The zeal of God of the angel of the armies will do all of this. Finally, this is God's verdict of the king of Assyria. Don't worry, he won't enter this city. He won't let loose a single arrow. He won't brandish so much as one shield, let alone build a siege ramp against it. He'll go back the same way he came. He won't set foot in this, in this city. God's decree, I've got my hand on this city to save it. Save it for my very own sake but also for the sake of my, my, my David dynasty. This is the last set of scriptures. Then the angel of God arrived and struck the Assyrian army. 185,000 Assyrians died. By the time the sun came up, they were all dead, an army of corpses. Sennacherib, king of Assyria, got out of, the, got out of their fast back home to Nineveh. As he was worshiping in the sanctuary of his god, Nishrach, he was murdered by his son. I can't pronounce their names. It starts with an A and an S, but it's okay. They escaped to the land of Arat. His son, Esarhaddon, became the king. Now, I know that was a lot. It was a lot to digest. I'm sorry, but I'm not sorry. It was important for me to set the stage for you to understand what King Hezekiah did. First of all, I want you to understand King Hezekiah was a God-fearing king. His predecessors were evil. They did evil in the sight of God time and time and time and time and time and time again to the degree of leading the people in idol worship, offering sacrifices, um, having all kinds of um, ungodly acts doing everything that was opposite of what they had been told to do. And so what happened is that King Hezekiah got a report that the king of Assyria was going to lead a campaign against them. A campaign is um, they were going to lead, the Assyrian army was going to, uh, the Assyrian king, excuse me, was going to lead his army, armies to destroy Jerusalem. Quite naturally, Hezekiah was afraid. Hezekiah was fearful. But he did not allow the fear to overtake him. A lot of times, let me digress a little bit. This is a Tanya, not Tanya nugget. A lot of times we look at fear as being evil. We look at fear as being ungodly. And I know the scripture says, but God has not given us a spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. That is true. That is the scripture. But fear is an emotion that God created for us. Fear is necessary because it is a it, it sends up um, a warning for us. There are neurons and um, uh, uh, other chemicals that react uh, to fear, and it either puts us. There are three of them. I remember they are fight or flight. But sometimes we can't do nothing at all but stand there 
And so fear is necessary for the human body because it it gives us um, the ability to be able to do what we need to do to get ourselves out of situations. Sometimes, though, the fear is so overwhelming that we can't do anything. That happens to leaders, too. Sometimes they're so overwhelmed by what they're experiencing, and it may not even be a physical thing. It may be something that is verbal. It may be attack on the ministry. It may be attack on the business, and so they don't know what to do, and they're like deers in a headlight. We can't do that as leaders. We've got to be able to have a strategy. And so Hezekiah knew enough to seek godly counsel. So what can we take from this set of, of scriptures? As a leader, we recognize when we have come up against a situation or situations that are bigger than us, right? So we recognize that. Um, we recognize perhaps that we are fearful, but we don't get stuck in the fear. And so then what we do is we get godly counsel. The Bible tells us that there is safety in a multitude of counsel, but you don't want to just go to anybody. You don't want to just go, you want to go to somebody that has perhaps some experience in what you're dealing with, or you want to go to your mentor. Hopefully as a leader, you have a mentor. You're not just trying to do everything on your own. You have somebody that is a, that is coaching you or someone that is mentoring you. Um, and you can go to them with these particular issues. I know I do. I have several people that I can go to. Now, in addition to that, Hezekiah delegated a task to his leaders. He didn't go himself. Perhaps there were some other things that he was, he was working on or he knew that he needed to maintain uh, the kingdom uh, for, for a particular reason, and it was better for him to stay there. At any reason, he delegated. A leader delegates. A leader does not have um, uh, 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 people under him where he does or she does everything. Listen. We, we learned from Moses where he was uh, at the time that the children of Israel, somebody talked about it, I think a couple of days ago, um, it was one day this week, but we know the story about Moses. When they first left Egypt, Moses, um, the Bible says it talks about there was a number, I think it was about 600,000 people that he was leading on his own. I don't know how he did that. I, I really, but he didn't have a plan. He didn't have a strategy. He loved the people. He wanted to help them so on and so forth. I don't want to go down a rabbit trail on that, but you get the picture. And so it was not until his his father-in-law, Jethro, came along and gave him a strategy. That strategy came from God, directly from God, right? And he had this strategy about how to break it down. And so that's what Moses did. And Moses only heard the important cases, right? So going back to a leader, a leader delegates. A leader um, is not afraid to delegate and, and surround him, him or her him or herself with people that um, have either more capacity to do um, a, a particular, to, to carry out particular tasks or has more knowledge. Just because a subordinate has more knowledge than you, you don't have to feel threatened. You're the leader. And as a leader, you know, you watch, you're watchful and you're prayerful uh, about who, um, pe who are placed in positions. Um, but but you don't have to feel uh, inferior or intimidated by why because what you want to do is you want to gain more knowledge and you because you can't know it all so right by gaining more knowledge and understand how to utilize that knowledge not utilize it to a point of you are manipulating the person and you are using them for uh, incorrectly no that's not what I mean but you are using the knowledge that they have in order to 
better the organization or better the situation. I hope that's making sense. So uh, let's talk about what else uh, Hezekiah did. Once he got the news, he sent the, the delegates to go and get a word, not from just anybody, but a word from the prophet Isaiah. And so Isaiah gave the the the, uh, the the delegates, the word, the leaders, the those that word, and they brought it back to the king. And so the king felt more assured based upon what he heard. But he he also received a message from the king of Assyria. Now this is the part that really got me. Isaiah took that message and went to the temple. I'm gonna say he won't paraphrase it. He went to church, and I believe that Hezekiah lay prostrate before God with that letter, that threatening letter. I believe he laid prostrate before God. He worshiped God first, right? Um, so when he taught, when that, that prayer, see, there's a, that he brought a petition. It wasn't just a prayer. He brought a petition before God. There's a difference between prayer and petition. I'm only going to touch on this lightly because, again, we're talking about leadership. Prayer is what we did this morning. We pray, we give, we offer Thanksgiving, so on and so forth. A petition mm, is something that we've thought about. Now, in this particular case, um, uh, Isaiah, um, excuse me, Hezekiah didn't have to do a lot of writing in this particular case. He had a written document that he took a petition that he took before the Lord. And he took this document, this, this, this letter, this threatening letter, uh, in where the king of Assyria told him, you know, he mocked God. He told him what he was going to do. And, uh, you know, God ain't going to be able to save you, blah, 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 blah. You know what I did to the other people. I mean, he just flexing, right? And so um, it troubled Isaiah, because, I mean, excuse me, Hezekiah. He knew it was true. He wasn't just flexing and, and, and popping off. He, he, what he was saying was true. He has three creds. He, I, he, I did all that, bruh. So, so don't think your invisible God is going to help you. I'm telling you he's not. It's best for you to die. Right? So Hezekiah died. What do I do? And I believe that he laid out prostrate before God. But before he did that, he worshiped God. And when we bring our petitions before God, uh, we, the, the, the formula is that we worship first. We give praise and thanksgiving. And then we lay out our case before God. Isaiah, I don't know why I keep saying Isaiah. Hezi, Hezi had a case that he laid out before the Father. The Father heard him. Let me tell you what's so dope about this. I'm sorry. I'm just being, I'm a little bit excited. Isaiah, I really mean to say Isaiah. God gave Isaiah a message for Hezekiah, even though Hezekiah hadn't even gone back the second time. And he knew exactly what to say to Hezekiah to calm him down. See, a true prophet of God doesn't have to be there to hear your story. Um, uh, uh, they, they can, based upon what message God gives them, they can tell you exactly what is going on, uh, what things are happening, what things are going to happen, and what you should do. They can give you exact, I've had it happen in my own life many times. Uh, in fact, let me digress just a little bit, and then we're going to close this up. I was in Los Angeles um, last year around June. Actually, it was June. I went for my birthday. Dion and I went to uh, Los Angeles um, to celebrate my birthday last year. And while I'm in L.A., we're getting ready to leave to, to fly back to the city. Uh, I get a text message from uh, from someone, and they gave me a 
they gave me a, they gave me a message that was just kind of confusing to me. And I was like, hey, do you need me to, you know, give you, you know, you need me to, you need me to help your album? She said, no, uh, I'm going to just tell you the number. She said, no, that, you know, the thousand dollar seed that you sold, um, God said it is for X, Y, Z. And I was like, what you mean? Because how do you know that? Because nobody, nobody knew, Dion didn't even know what I had done. Um, and so she said, listen, I'm just a messenger, but I'm telling you that God said what you sowed, he's going to return a thousandfold. Really? Uh, okay. All right. I accept that word because it was in line with something that I had asked God for. And so fast forward to uh, November 2023, I'm beginning to see the fruition of what she said. Now, some prophecies, I'll say this and then I'll get off of it and I'll come, I'm going to conclude the leadership topic. Some prophecies happen immediately. Some of them take time. Uh, in this particular case, I don't know why it has taken the time that it is. I'm not in a hurry. I, mm, I can start to put the dots. To, I can start to connect the dots now. Um, but uh, I, I, I believe the word of God wholeheartedly. I, I, I would go back to that word every now and again and remind God of it, continuing to believe him. Okay, I'm going to get off of that. We could talk about it if you want to a little bit more in Love, Life, and Victory. Okay, so Hezekiah leaves it with God. He believes God and he trusts God. And um, and so what happened is, just as God said, uh, King Sennacherib got a report that he's the Assyrian king. He got a report that took him back home. Um, in the meantime, he left the Assyrian army there. You guys got to understand this. Man, remember the definitions that I gave you, um, one of which was um, – get it. It was Stratia, uh, an army, a band of soldiers, uh, the host of heaven, the troops of angels, the heavenly bodies. Um, another, the other word for um, an army or a band of soldiers is, is Stratuma, Stratuma, right? Y'all, we, we got access to hosts of angels. We are never, ever by ourselves, ever. And I'm speaking to me first. Sometimes what we are facing is so great, it's so big, that it's hard to fathom. It is hard to imagine how in the world am I going to do this? How am I going to execute this? I've told God, I'm not going if you're not going. This is way too big. I never would have imagined this. I, but the comfort is knowing that I have access to Stratia, Stratuma. Not just me, but you. We have access. We are never, ever alone. Do you get that? Don't take your phone off mute. Do you understand what I'm saying to you? We have access to a host of angels. Now, there are times when we don't need a whole host. As in the case of this last set of scriptures, and then I'm done, that talks about the one angel. Okay, I lost my, lost my scripture. Hold on. Hold on. No, I don't want to rate you. <laughs> Isaiah, um, the 37th chapter, 
uh, and I'm looking at the, look, not looking, I'm looking at the last few verses. I say, this is phenomenal to me. This blew me away. Can I read it to you? Okay, here it is. Then the angel of God arrived and struck the Assyrian camp. 185,000 Assyrians died. By the time the sun came up, they were all dead. There was an army of corpses. That's the first part. So Hezi and the and the, the, the children of Israel did not listen to me, have to lift, listen to me, one finger. Listen to me. They did not have to lift a sword. Listen to me. They did not have to put on their sandal boots. Listen to me. They did not have to put on their breastplate. Listen to me. They did not have to do anything because the leader, King Hezekiah, went before God. He interceded. He presented a petition before God, and he interceded not only on behalf of the people of God, the children of Israel, but even him as the leader. God gave him victory, and they never had to lift a finger. Some of y'all are going through some things. As leaders, you're going through some things, and you're trying to figure out how you're going to do it. I'm telling you to stop doing that. I'm telling you, I'm suggesting that you write out what it is. Oh, but God already knows. No, write it out. Write out your petition. What is it that you want God to do? I'm sorry. Am I yelling at you? I'm sorry. I'm getting a little excited. What do you want God to do? What do you need him to do? Write it out. Write it down. Put it on paper. You could type it if you want to, but get it out of your head and put it in some kind of tangible format. Then go before God and watch him work. Here's the last part of the prophecy that actually came to pass. So remember, um, king, the king of Syria, I'm going to just call him Sinni. Is that okay? Sinni, we'll give him a nickname like black folks do. Sinni goes home because he gets this message. He goes back to Nineveh. While he's there worshiping his God with a little g, they got a whole sanctuary. Um, the God's name is Nishrach. You, you might want to do some research on that, Nishrach, N-I-S-R-O-C-H, if you want to. Um, somebody might want to real quick find out who the God of Nishrach is so we could talk about during love, life, and victory. Somebody might. I don't know. Anyway, he's murdered by his own two sons. I'm going to try to pronounce it. Adremelech and Sharizer. Sharizer. Adremelech and Sharizer. He's murdered by. What in the world did his, this father do to, that his own sons were provoked to murder him? You know, the Bible says, fathers, provoke not your children to wrath. He had one more son that took over. Uh, we just call him, we're just going to call him Easy E. I'm just, I'm sorry. I don't mean no harm. But it's early in the morning trying to, you know, pronounce all these syllables. And he became the next king. But listen, you guys, there's a song that says, if I hold my peace, let the Lord fight my battle. Victory, victory shall be mine. Oh, victory, victory shall be mine. Victory, victory shall be mine. If I hold my peace, let the Lord fight my battle. Victory, victory shall be mine. Can you imagine 
um, how 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 stressless it would be. I'm talking to me first. If we just allow God, put, make the petition before God, tell him what it is that we want, what it is we need, what it is we desire, and allow him to do the work. Can you imagine <laughs> the number of medications we would be able to get off? Can you imagine um, that some of us would lose some weight? Because, you know, when we get stressed out, it produces cortisol. Uh, I believe it's called cortisol. It produces a chemical anyway that can cause us uh, to, to gain a little bit more weight than we need to, especially right around the midsection. Can you imagine if we lived a stress-less life, it would reduce the, the migraines and the tension headaches that we get? I'm talking to me too. I don't get migraines sometimes. Every now and then I get a tension headache. Uh, can you imagine um, uh, the peace bubble we could walk around in if we just hold our peace and let the Lord fight our battle? But no, 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 no. They don't talk to me like that. Listen, they're going to know today. They don't know. They ain't been no. They're going to learn today. Anyway, that's it. That's it for my um, uh, my heart share this morning. I hope that something that I said encouraged you. I hope that something that I said stirred you. I even hope that something that I said got you a little angry so it'll make you do something about it and you'll redirect that anger in a positive light. It's okay. You could be mad. I, we all never have to see each other, ever, ever, ever. Anyway, we're going to open we're going to open the line up uh, for love, life, and victory. We're getting ready to transition. And um, if there are, we're going to do it like we do it, y'all. If there are any, any men on the call, we're going to first allow them to say good morning and greet. We want to greet our men back. Um, um, if there is, if, and then the next category will be any first-time callers, your first time calling in. We want to just love on you virtually and if you are a first time responder you've you've been on the call but you just haven't said good morning today you feel encouraged to do so uh we're going to give we're going to go in that order and then after that it'll be a free for all you will be um our our veterans our victors you'll be able to say good morning and then when we're done greeting each other because that's so important to the culture of this call that's what the lord gave the leader of this call that we would greet each other after that, we'll go into Love, Life, and Victory, and we're going to talk about the topic of today, the last day of November 30, uh, November 2023, which is leadership. All right, the call is open. Are there any men that would like to say good morning? All right, bros, we know y'all probably working and can't get off, but we definitely wanted to acknowledge you first. And if you get a chance to chime in a little bit later, if I hear some testosterone, I will absolutely stop and acknowledge you. Are hey, there yo, yo. Oh, yo. Hey, yo. bro. <laughs> What's up, big sis? <laughs> it's, it's all good, bro. It's good to hear your sound. Good to hear you. It's good to be heard. God bless you. Love you, sis. Love you back. Anybody else? Any other men? All right. Um, any any first-time callers? This is your very first time calling in today. We'd just like to show you some love virtually. Don't be scared. No? Going once? Going twice? All right. Any first-time um, responders? I don't know how Raven says it. I think that's wrong, but whatever. You know, it's your first time speaking. On once, want to encourage you to use your sound this morning. 
Don't be scared. We just love you. Just want to hear your sound. Going once, going twice. All right. It's open to any and all. Good morning. Hey, Tutu. Hey, Good how morning. are you? I'm well, thank you. How are you? All right. That was an awesome decoration. Thank you. How cute is it that you spoke right after your hubby? <laughs> All right, anybody else? Good morning. This is Juanita. Great teaching this morning. Thank you. Good morning, Juanita. Good morning, Sister Lisa. Great, great decoration. Hey, hey. Hey, hey. Good morning. All right. Anybody else good. want to say good morning? Oh. Yes. Good morning. Good morning. This is Angela. Hey, Tan. Hey, Angela. Hi. <laughs> oh my goodness. This was um, this was uh, good. This was provoking. It was reassuring, and it gave direction. So I received three ways from this share this morning. I think one of the main things that stood out to me was. I have access to a host of angels. How am I going to execute this? I've never done this. That just put pictures in my mind, just a visual. Mm. So that right there, I think that is something that hit the soil of my heart. And um, it's about to be literal. So (laughs) so I also looked up um, our cousin. Well, he ain't our cousin. Um, forgive me. He's not our cousin. I looked up Nisroch. <laughs> <laughs> I looked up Nisroch. It's the enemy of the family. Okay, so I got it. Wait a minute. Huh? Whoa. It's the enemy of the family? Enemy of the wow. family. Yeah. Wow. Nisroch. Oh, I'm going to have to do a little research on that. My God. Yeah. Okay. Enemy of the family. Wow. Thank you for looking that up. What's your third one? And then I want to go back to him. Okay. Uh, No, that was it. So Easton Bible Dictionary says an eagle, that right there, an eagle, an Assyrian god, Supposed to be the represent, supp- oh, let me start. I was supposed to be that he was represented with the head of an eagle. And we, you know, we know the importance of an eagle. Mm-hmm. And, and the Duke, Sennacherib, was killed in the temple of this idol. So they, the mm-hmm. idol was the head of an eagle. Mm-hmm. And when I read this, I'm like, look how the devil always attempts to take what God uses as powerful and good mm-hmm. and co- use it for corruption. Mm-hmm. Look at that. Wow. But here's what, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. So here's what got me. His two sons killed him. What did you just say was the definition of the Nishrat? 
supposed to be that represented with the head of an eagle. No, but before you said that, you said something about the family. Oh, an enemy. Enemy of the family. family. He's in there worshiping the enemy of the family, and his two sons kill him. That's crazy. Kill him. That's crazy. That's crazy. Anyway, I'm over here having a whole moment. I'm over here. Oh, it's the enemy I'm of the family. Wow. Wow. Enemy of the family. Enemy of the family. Wow. So listen, this, here's an, oh, no, 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 you go, you go. No, I was just saying in this demon, because we know eagles, they don't use their energy. They soar. So mm-hmm. eagles have eyes that others don't have. So this particular demon that they were worshiping, so it's like a monitoring, like he got eyes, like he can mm. see up high and monitor and look. But anyway, so I know I'll be going all places with stuff, but okay, I'm done. <laughs> oh, boy. Wow, this is good. Thank you, Rochelle. Thank you. Uh, I'm going to do a little bit for my own family's sake, right? Um, um, so I want to, I want, this is a teachable moment. The, oh, I see it. Wow. The eagle's head is on the man's body. Yeah. Ah. Oh, it looks de- demonic. Ah. Yeah. So for those of you that are having major family issues in your, yeah, major issues in your family, inward fighting and, um, you know, it seems like your family is being destroyed. I hope you guys pay attention to this because this can give you directives as to how you pray against the demon of Nishrash. Anyway, whatever. That's, that was deep. That was deep. Thank you for that, Angie. Anybody else want to share? Anybody else want to share? Hey, Tanner, Shell. Um, and okay. looking at that picture, do you, uh, do you see how um, the muscles, the flexing, the pride? Yes. Of, of, Listen, he looked like he was at Planet Fitness, you know, uh, for two at least three hours a day. Right, right. You know? with, with, with what's the uh, the the man uh, YMCA with the egos things on? Yeah, all of that. Wow. <laughs> Where? Wow. Yeah, check it out, you guys. You got to see the picture. You guys Google this um, just just so you could see, so we're not having a whole moment. You don't have to do it right now, but the, you spell it. Um, N as in Nancy, I S as in Sam, R O C H, Nishrach. I don't, I may be pronouncing it wrong. Nishrach. Nishrach. Anyway, um, just for you, just so you can see what we're talking about, not so you worship it or whatever, but like that's, man, that's something else. Um, knowing that you wouldn't worship it, you know, I'm just being a little whatever. Okay. Um, were you finished, Yale? Did you have something else? No, I was just going to say Grace here. Um, I'll pass it on to Dee Dee. Thank you. Amen. Didi, were you trying to say something? I wasn't, but I will say good morning, oh. big sister. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I didn't even know I was talking, but hey, Shell, I'm glad you heard me in the spirit and the fart. Um, <laughs> that was amazing. I was just listening like Angela was saying, too. Nishrock, I think. Say it again, Nish, Nishrock. Is it Mishak? N- n- no, 
Nish in in like Nancy. Oh, Nish. N-I- okay. Oh, that's crazy. Even more so. That's why I couldn't find it when I was trying to Google it. But just the whole share that you really talked this morning, like it's a lot for us to go and study to get an understanding. That eagle head. Oh my God. And oh, your enemy of the family. That's that's deep. Okay, let me go on mute because all these babies is coming in here, and I don't want them. <laughs> Tie me up in the surprise right. I love you. Right, right, right. So you know how I am with words and names and stuff. Um, I am. I'm going to. Anybody else have a comment? You wanna. You wanna say something? Anybody else got to Have something. Oh, okay. It's pronounced. I got it now. Nifrock. You got it. Nifrock. That's how you pronounce it. Nifrock. All right, anybody else have anything? You got a question? Anybody have an aha moment? Um, anybody learn some tactics that they can use or learn some more qualities about a leader? If not, I'm going to give you all some time back. All right. So, I have a, oh, go ahead, go ahead. It's you. Mm-hmm. I was thinking, you know, as far as just this, you know how every country has, they have the animal representation? Yes. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about, and I know this may be far fetched, but I was just thinking about the United States as, you know, we have that, the ego as well. It's <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> something to think about. You know, I thought about that as Angie um, started to, um, as she was sharing, but then I realized. So when you look at, if you when once you do the Google search, it's not just an eagle. It's it's perverted the way that they created the eagle. It's an eagle's head only, with a human body and and feathers coming out the head, feathers coming out the back. So it's it's a perverted. Again, the enemy is good at perverting things. It's a perverted image of uh, of of an eagle, a partial eagle. Um, it looks like a monster. It literally looks like a monster, whereas the eagle itself is a beautiful, regal bird who just is so majestic and powerful, great eyes and all of that. But this right here, yeah, it actually, to me, it looks like a monster. Anybody else have anything that they want to bring out or share? You have a question. And again, I don't want to, I don't want to beat a dead horse. Maybe y'all are leadershiped out. I don't know. Um, um, but, uh, again, I just want to uh, allow the opportunity if there is anybody that has anything else. Good morning, uh, Tanya. How Good are you morning, this morning? Jerry. Absolutely. Hi. Oh, my God. I was back over here, um, you know, in, in my cooking mode, um, and I thought about uh, you were talking about how, we, um, you know, we do make errors, and um, to anyone, uh, we, you know, we get a, a go pass today. Apologize if you said anything that was misleading or done anything that was misleading. It's always a great day to repent. Any time that you think that you may have uh, got out of error, you know, moved out in error, but uh, Nish Rock was. Um, a demon, <laughs> and um, the temple that they are saying that Sennacherib was um, murdered in was in the, um, it was uh, called the 
let me look back because I don't want to just guess at it. I want it right because you did such a wonderful job and not taken away from your declaration. But um, it was the tomb of fire is what it was called. And so as we continue to, uh, you know, study on that, I'm going to go back and um, you gave so much. And this month has been so amazing to us and to for you all. And you have, you just, I mean, you set the tone for next month. December will slide right in. And like you said, we are here at the end of the month. And for you to do the last um, day, I'm so excited what's happening in this group. But Mishra um, was a, as a demon. So that's what I'm, you know, reading in my um, studies as well. And Sanasha Rib, I believe that's how they uh, pronounce it. Of course, we all are all uh, pronouncing it maybe wrong, um, but I just want to thank you. And you did talk about uh, the fight or flight mode sometimes, a fear. And that's exactly what they said is um, as flight or delicate uh, temptation that Mishrak had gotten himself into. So I do thank you. He was fighting. <laughs> He's a demon. So, And we have many of them. We uh, wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities. And that when you gave the analogy of the eagle and you uh, gave the analogy of the human, uh, the head that this uh, demon was sitting on, looking around, seeking whom he can devour. Wow. For the sons to kill their father. Did you um, study any more of that, uh, Tanya? The reasoning for them uh, murdering their father? Are you there? You know what? I muted. I was mute the whole time. <laughs> I was muted. I'm sorry. I didn't. I did not do any further. Great comments. I did not do any further study on the um, the, the reason that the the sons um, murdered their father. But I do know it was common. It was common for kings to be murdered, uh, even by their children, because of the whole thing with the lust of power, wanting to be in charge. And so there were uh, they overthrew governments and had coups and all that other kind of stuff all the time. But it's interesting that those two, so in my sanctified imagination, those two killed their dad so that their brother, I'm calling him Eze because it's a long name, could then rule the kingdom. Uh, and, you know, but, but, but again, that's just my imagination. All right, anybody else? Thank you, Jerry. You're welcome. Anybody Jerry. else? Yes, ma'am. Before, and not to change from the topic, can you turn the phone off? But I wanted to tell you this, uh, and publicly, just thank you for being an amazing leader, just for being open and transparent. And so yesterday, we celebrated the life of. Pastor Kerry, who was an amazing leader as well, 
for the community. I mean, just the, he took me in with his own daughter, and I was able to hug Sister Jerry and Sharina. Um, and just when you were talking about how his, his the the leadership that he had, Pastor Nutt didn't have to eulogize him because everybody who got up did, if that makes any sense. Mm. And he wasn't perfect by any means. And what really... Thank you. Made me think about you is the love that him and his wife Tina shared. They've been married for fifty something years, and he went to sleep, wow. didn't wake up, wow. and just to be able to know a leader like that. And again, like I said, nobody's perfect, especially when you're a part of a huge church like I am, and you, you know, we all know how church folks mm-hmm. are. But his leadership and all the young men. And women whose lives he impacted just made me think about when he said, what would make sons want to murder their father? And they make mistakes. His own son even spoke about as he was um, raising them up. And, you know, he just talked about the different, how rough, how tough he was on him. But he said, I came in at 4 o'clock in the morning. What is he supposed to do? It's like, you got to put it on <laughs> perspective. But I thought of you, sis, yesterday, so I wanted to tell you how beautiful it is to have you and to watch you. And then again, like to see couples that do it that way. Can you imagine? I know, you know, being married that long and he just didn't wake up yeah. that morning. Just went to sleep in his, with his wife. And, and it's, that's beautiful. So yeah. leaders are, man, I'm just, I'm so blessed. I want to just tell you, I love you so much. And I love Sharina more, captured, Didi. Sharina captured me um, paying my homage. And you know, they thought I was going to say, but you know, I, I can't bless them. Oh, I love you. (laughs) Oh, my God. Um, If there's nobody else, uh, I'm just going to wrap it up. I'm going to recap, and then I'm going to give you guys some time back. Maybe you could use that time if you'd like to, to do a little bit more studying about leadership, reflect about some of the things that you've heard this month, um, or think about what you're going to do moving forward as a leader especially when you have situations that arise, knowing that you have the opportunity, you have the option of bringing a petition before the Father as your just judge and bringing your case toward him, before him uh, and asking him for mercy and for guidance. Um, and so I'll recap with this. Um, our primary character today was Hezekiah. And I came from um, Isaiah, the 37th chapter. Although if you want to read the 36th chapter, it will give you better context about what was happening um, because the first verse starts off with the and then, right? So what happened before that? And that's a good clue to you. Whenever you read a scripture uh, and it starts off with like an and then, but because he or you know, uh, then Jesus said, that gives you a clue. Go back and read what they're talking about. And sometimes you may have to go back a couple of verses, and sometimes you may even have to go back a chapter. There's there, there's that. Um, the other thing is, is that I told you about using a Bible lexicon. The lexicon, I just did a Google search, and I, I typed in Greek lexicon. Greek lexicon, and spelled L-E-X-I-C-O-N lexicon. You can also do a search for a Hebrew lexicon. Um, and again, it's available. You don't have to go buy it. Um, there are some, there are for sale, but you know, we have access to digital tools. You know, on that note, I'm going to say this. I think that digital tools are great because we can pull them out right away. And, but, you know, we never know what's going to happen uh, with regards to, and I'm not being a conspiracy theorist, but 
You know, what would happen? What would happen, you guys, if we lost power for 24 hours? What would happen if we were without power until your city um, uh, or the community that you live in can't charge your phone, you didn't charge it, you're one of these people that wait and let let your phone get down to 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 red and then you go charge it or you always like what what would happen? Would 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 you be able to just regurgitate scriptures, you know, in your memory? Um you some of us could, but what if we have some tools? Just buy one, invest in a good Bible, a good study Bible, invest in a good dictionary, invest in a lexicon or some other type of study tool just to have in your library. If you don't have a, have a library, that can be the beginning of it. All right, so then the Greek words I want to leave with you are stratuma. Again, an army, a band of, no, not that one. I want to do this one. Stratia, an army, a band of soldiers, the host of heaven, troops of angels, the heavenly bodies, right? Um, I want you to remember that we have access to that that's that's we have hosts of angels that are at times um assigned to us and i know angie said she had a visual of it let me tell you what my visual is i see i see right now i see um it's like a as far as my peripheral vision can go a lot like a line of angels and there is um and and they are you know various sizes or whatever um, right, but they they are they are shoulder to shoulder. There's not a lot of space between them, and and they are um, they 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 are behind a line. There's a line there, um, and some of them some of them are like pacing kind of back and forth, like they know they can't go past this line, and they can't go past the line until they have permission. The permission comes from us. We give. Uh, ministering angels permission to work on our behalf not because we pray to them but because we pray to the father and we begin to exercise our faith that releases the ministering spirits to be able to then work on our behalf but as long as we are um, trying to do the work ourselves they can't really fight for us they can't really do the work for us so I want to allow you to take let let the restraints off because some of them are just like their foot is right at the edge of the line in my sanctified imagination, right at the edge of the line, ready to go. Let's go. Let's do this. <laughs> All right. Leaders assess what they are um, responsible for and are confident enough to delegate responsibilities to others. Leaders must be strategic and discern what authority to use and when. Leaders sometimes blow it. Leaders uh, are people who have doubts and fears just as we do. The difference is, is that they take action. So that's my share for today. Uh, I want to encourage you with this last scripture. Be strong and courageous because you will lead these people to inherit the land. I swore to their ancestors uh, to give them. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left, and you may be successful wherever you go. Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid, Tanya. 
Do not be afraid, Jerry. Do not be afraid, Juju. Do not be afraid, Sister Lisa. Do not be afraid, Glow. Do not be afraid, Dion. Dion. Do not be afraid, Sabrina. Do not be afraid, Juju. Do not be afraid, Eric. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged, Angela. Do not be discouraged, Rochelle. For the Lord your God, Trina will be with you wherever you go, pretty, wherever you go, Swanita, wherever we go, the Lord your God. This is a promise, you guys. This is a promise that's found in Joshua 1, 6 through 9. If I didn't call your name, don't be offended. I just said the names that popped up in my head, Moxie and all the rest of y'all. I love y'all. Uh, my name is Tanya, not Tanya. I approve of this message, and I'm out. Uh-huh. Woo-hoo. Thank, Thank you, beautiful. Love you too. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Praise God. Bless you. Bless you all. Love you all. Bye. Have a blessed day, everyone. Great rest of your day, everyone. Love you guys.